for the corner. Tedesco over. James Tedesco. Big Lezzers League. Welcome back to the Wheel Podcast, the only Western Sydney-based sporting podcast. Speaking to ordinary people about their lives and why they chose to do what they do and much more. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Wheel. This is episode five. Uh, normally I have a, a special guest, but today I've got a special host. I've got Big Les from the Big Les's League Podcast. How are you, brother? Not too bad, man. Doing good. Yeah, what's been happening? Nothing much, mate. Been pretty chill. Had Rugby Sevens yeah. Grand Final today. We're doing so, sort of gala day sort of thing. Got one next week as well. But yeah, we went pretty well. We got smashed in the first game. Second game, we went all right, though. We got the win in the second game. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, that's all that matters. So um, if, you, uh, if you're not familiar with Big Les's page, he's got a page on Instagram, Big Les's League Podcast. Yes. Yep. Yep. So if you want to hit him up, he's also done stuff with Guru as well, and he's got some. Um, he's probably got one of the best. Your graphics are pretty cool, Val. Your, your graphics are pretty top notch. His graphics are probably one of the cooler ones of the league pages on on the Instagram. But today we're not going to do like a Q and A. We're going to do going to preview week one of the NRL final. So obviously that kicks off tomorrow. So Les has been good enough to uh, hop on with me, and we're going to go over that. And then um, at the end we're going to go over our uh, team of the year. So obviously uh, we've picked our own team in the year, so we can kind of debate and pick and choose. Uh, so I've done my my 13, Les has done his, and we'll talk about that. And then, Les, I'm going to get you to do my uh, little trivia that I do at the end of all my guests, all right? Yeah, no worries. Beautiful. All right, so week one kicks off tomorrow. So we've got the Battle of the West. Uh, so we've got Penrith Panthers taking on Parramatta Eels, and that's at Penrith. So the Panthers lineup is, well, it's not as weak as last week's, uh, they've pretty much brought everyone back. Uh, so our fullback Dylan Edwards on the wing. We'll have a chat about this later, Les, but it's a bit touchy for me. Uh, we've got Taylor May on the wing and uh, Brian Toto in the centres. Isaac Tungle, uh, Stephen Crichton in the halves. Cleary's back. The man's back. Jerome Luai is at six, and then Isaiah Yo, William Kikia, Liam Martin, front row James Fisher Harris, Api Corusia, and Moses. The outside the bench at the moment, Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen, Spencer Linu, and Salmon the weak gutted dog. Go to Parramatta. Parramatta is as strong as ever. Our fullback captain Gutho on the, on the wings. Two free jeans, Wonga Blake and Mike Sivo in the centres. William Penasini and Tom Opachik in the halves. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses at 13. Ryan Madison. In the lock, in the second rows, probably the two best, two of the best second rows this year. Um, Isaiah Papali, Sean Lane in the front row, Junior Paulo, Reed Marnie, and Regan Campbell Gillard. Their bench at the moment: uh, Makatoa, Arthur, Oregon Kafusi, and Marata Nikorei. So, now that the lineups have been said, how do you, um, what are your thoughts on this game, bro? Look, this game could honestly go either way. Parramatta obviously having a good record against Penrith this season. So for me, it could go either way. I've got Penrith, though. I just think Nathan Cleary coming back, he's going to be fresh as well. I think that's going to be a big factor for Penrith. So I think that this way, uh, this game, sorry, is going to go the way of Penrith. I think Dylan Edwards has been sensational this season as well, a workhorse. So I think this game is going to be pretty much one in the halves at fullback. But yeah, it's going to be a tough battle in the forwards as well. You've obviously got Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paolo 
versus Moses Liotta and James Fisher-Harris there as well. So definitely going to be a tough forward battle, but I think that it's mainly going to be one in the halves, Nathan Cleary v Mitch Moses. Nice. So if I was to ask you to pick one key player per side and why, who are you picking for Farrow and Benner? Well, I think it's the two halfbacks, mate. Firstly, Moses, uh, Moses, Mitchell Moses, sorry. I think for Parramatta, he has to have one of the biggest games of his career. It was set on Fox League the other day. Um, I just think that he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's got a lot of pressure on him to win this game. It's going to be a big statement win too if they do win this game, Parramatta. Whereas Nathan Cleary, he's coming back fresh. He's going to have a big game for his Param- uh, Penrith Panthers side because... If he does end up losing this game, it is going to be a big statement win for Parramatta. It's going to give them a lot of confidence, and I feel like with confidence, they could probably go on to maybe snag a grand final spot. That's my little prediction. But look, it's going to be one of the tougher games this weekend, one of the closer ones. Yeah, for sure. I can. This is the one I'm probably, between this and the, oh, the Chuggies and South, this is probably the one I'm keen on. I myself, I've gone Dylan Brown. I've seen what he saw, uh, I've seen what he said. During the week, how he pretty much said, I want to take Penrith out. Um, I kind of like that stuff. He's got a bit of fire in him. And then for Penrith, I've got Nathan Cleary as well. Five weeks off, constantly training. Obviously, he wasn't injured, so he's got to rest his shoulder as well. Um, I just think he's going to come back and he's going to do some uh, pretty heavy damage. Where do you think the, the game will be won, bro? Look, I, I sort of touched on it before, but I think it'll be one in the halves. I also think it's going to be one in the forwards. I think Fisher-Harris and Liotta, as I said before, versus Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paolo. I think that's going to be a massive battle, a massive battle. And especially if these guys, uh, Junior Paolo especially, plays big minutes like he usually does, it's going to be great for Parramatta. Look at the bench as well. Makayashi Makatoa, he's been in some decent form at the moment. I think he's been an unsung, unsung hero uh, at yeah, Parramatta sure. at the moment. I think he's been great. Oregon Kafusi as well had a good season. Murata Niakore. Uh, they've got some decent forwards there, Parramatta, and they've definitely got the forward pack to really put it on the Penrith Panthers here. But Fisher-Harris, a lot of pressure on him as well, I, I guess, to have a big game. So forwards in the halves too. We talked about Nathan Cleary and Mitch Moses. I think in the fullback jersey, it's going to be one as well. I think these guys have had arguably career-best seasons. Dylan Edwards running at least 250 metres a game. And then Gutho recently starting to click into gear as well, having some really good form over the past few weeks. I really think this is going to be a tough game all around the park, but mainly in the halves. The halves is where I'm going to be watching Nathan Cleary, Mitch Moses. I think Mitch Moses is going to have one of the biggest games of his career. I think he's going to need to as well. So I've, I've gone... Essentially, I've mirrored what you've said just in a different way. So I'm looking at territory and early kicks and then just defending, defending whatever pack can kind of hold out. So, it's, again, it's the halves. I think there'll be a lot of early kicks um, in the set just to play the territory game, and then I think it's just going to be whoever gives up first. So that's in regards to the forwards, the halves. Um, I think Cleary's tackle kicking game is probably too good, maybe for Parramatta. I mean, I think the wingers are going to have to Drop back a lot earlier. Uh, Michael Sebo, Wonga Blake. So I think that's where it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a real grinding game just to kind of see who gives up first. And then I guess whoever gives up first, I think that team is just going to run away with it. So I think you've already made your prediction. So you've got Penrith winning it comfortably? Yeah, I wouldn't say comfortably, mate. I think that Penrith, they're definitely going to have to fight for this game. It's going to be a really tough battle. I reckon this is going to be, as I said, one of the closest games of the week. I've got Penrith. I could see Parramatta winning it, but I've got Penrith 1-12. to I reckon that it's going to be Penrith in a really tough game. Nathan Cleary may be a field goal as well. I reckon it might be field goal. Golden point decided this one. It's going to be super close. Yep, I've got the other way around. I'm just, something about Parramatta, it feels like 
I've said this a lot to people this week. It feels like 2014 for Souths, like where it just has to be that year where they have to win, or it's never going to happen. Obviously, they're losing a few players next year. So I feel like Parra can win this, but then again, I, if, even if they lose, I still think they can win it from coming the other way around. So, But I've got Parra 1-12 winning this one in a tight one as well. Um, with you as well. So we go on to game number two. So game two is the one I'll be keeping a tight eye on. Uh, we've got the Melbourne Storm and the Canberra Raiders. Down in Melbourne, so it's the only game not um, in New South Wales this week. And the lineup for the Melbourne Storm is as follows. Nick Meany at fullback. Xavier Coates and David Nuffalimo on the wing. Marion Seve and Justin Ollum in the centre. In the halves, Jerome Hughes back with Cameron Munster. Forward pack, Joshy King at lock. Kenny Bromwich, Felice Kapusi. Nelson Osopo Solomono, Harry Grant, and Jesse Bromwich make up the front row. Their four reserves at the moment was looking like Brandon Smith Cheese, Tui Kamikamika, Trent Loyero, and Chris Lewis. And then on the other side from the nation's capital, we've got Canberra. Uh, they are from one to third, uh, one to nine, sorry. Xavier Savage is at fullback, Jordan Rapana, Nick Kotrick on the wing. Matt Tomoko, been a really good player this year. Sebastian Chris in the centre. Um, in the halves, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty. And in their forward pack, I think he's probably one of the better forward backs in the competition. Adam Elliott at lock, Elliott Whitehead, and Hudson Young. Really good back row. And then in the front row, Joseph Tarpenier, Young Wolford, and Josh Popoliti at the other prop. In the bench, they've got Josh Starling, Emre Gula, The Horse, and Harvey Ramara. So based on that... Who's your key players per side and why? Okay, for Melbourne, I've got Cameron Munster. Personally, and this is a little smoky prediction here, I think Jerome Hughes will be ruled out. I don't think he'll play the whole game. I reckon that they're pretty much forcing him in this side. Melbourne know they need to get the win here. He, I don't think he's fully recovered from that calf injury either. I think that it's life or death for Melbourne. Obviously, if whoever loses this one will be eliminated. So, look, to be honest, I... I'm sort of leaning towards Munster to have to pull this side back into gear. So maybe Munster would be my key player. I'm also going to go for... I'm going to go for Harry Grant. And I'm going to go for Nelson Asofa Solomona. Quick play the balls. Harry Grant, that's when he's most dangerous. And I think that's how Melbourne are going to generate most of their momentum. Uh, and then Nelson Asofa Solomona, gee, he's had a, like a really decent knock at the back end of this season. He's been fantastic. And he's also been slotting into the back row mid-game as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him, to be honest, Melbourne. But yeah, he's had a really good season. And I have no doubt he's going to be a big factor in this game. And then you look at the other side of the park. You look at Canberra. Joseph Tarpany, Josh Papali'i, I reckon they're going to really start this game strong, set the tone in the forward pack. To be honest, I think it could win them the game. I reckon the forwards could win Canberra the game. They've got a good record against Melbourne as well. Jack Whiten would be my key guy. I think that he has to have a really big game in this one as well, especially with his competition being Cameron Munster. I think he really needs to step up in this one. That's pretty much mimics what I've got. I've got Harry Grant from Melbourne, so I just think... They've got a lot of good subs, so that's the thing. So how Canberra's pack are quite big. So I had Harry Grant, uh, quick play to balls, and just darting out a dummy. That was my kind of key for him. And then in Canberra, I've got Joseph Tarpany. He's been the best prop all year, in my opinion, anyway. And he's been playing you know, big minutes. He does a lot of a lot of heavy work, and I think you're right. So if we want to move on to where the game will be won, for me, Canberra, it's the forward pack. I think this has probably been one of Melbourne's Week of forward packs, if I can say that. Um, I think Jesse Bromwich is on a big, bit of a decline. Felice Kofusi defensively is great, but attacking doesn't offer much. Nelson's playing really well. Uh, players like Kamikamika's playing well. The cheese still goes well, but uh, I still think 
essentially whatever four pack dominates, I think wins the game. So I'm, I'm with you there. I think Canberra's pack, and then even their reserves. Like I know Melbourne's got Cameron Kamika and Cheese off the bench, but you got someone like Tarawira Naira, uh, the horse. Just they had a lot of impact. So I'm a bit worried in regards to Canberra's pack. I think it's it's a well-rounded pack, very much so. Yeah, totally, mate. I think that it's going to be very interesting, a very interesting forward battle. As I said, Nelson Osofa Solomona, I feel like he's the guy to really get the momentum going in the forwards. And then Harry Grant, obviously, we talked about how he'll generate that momentum through the quick play the balls and whatnot as well. Joseph Tarpany, he is going to be massive, massive for Canberra. We talked about how he's been the best prop all year. I think that he's really going to prove that. He's going to really prove that on Saturday. And Look, as I said, it could probably get Canberra the win if they can really use that confidence and momentum they get from the forwards. I think it is really going to pay off, and I think that they could win this game. Obviously, you talked about the back row as well. Hudson Young, he's been in some good form. I think he could he'd definitely be a... Bolter for the Kangas? 100%. I reckon he yeah. could really uh, lift this attack as well, and if he scores a few tries... Jeez, it would give them a lot of confidence. Xavier Savage as well. He's a freak. He plays off momentum all the time. I think that Canberra, they've got a good side here. They could win it all over the park, but I think it's going to be a tough forward battle, this one. Yeah, so do I. So I've got, um, if we were to move on to final prediction, it hurts me to say, but I'm going to get bet against my side. I think Canberra win this one. I just think they've got the pack to do it. I think they've got the halfback to do it now. I think Fogarty's a, you know, a good halfback. Jackie Whiten is Jack Whiten. Um, so I think they've got the talent to beat Melbourne this week. And I just think Melbourne are kind of looking towards next year where, you know, everyone's kind of back. Christian Ross is back. Papenhaus is back. Reba Smith is back. So, And then, like you said, if Hughes is not 100%, Jack White will exploit that all night. So um, that's what scares me about that. So I've got I've got Canberra 1-12. to What about you? Yeah, I think I'm the same man. Canberra 1-12. to I reckon that they're going to get on a bit of a roll. I think that Melbourne are still going to compete really, really well, especially through Munster. I think he's going to lift them out of the hole. Uh, if they end up getting in one. Kenny Bromwich as well. I feel like he's been really underrated for Melbourne. I feel like That's he's good. sort of set up some things on the edge as well. Yep. Whoever side they really put him on, whether it's for Olam, whether it's for Seve, I feel like he's done some really good things this season. So, look, honestly, he could go either way. I'm going Canberra 1-12 to with you, mate, because I just, I just don't have confidence that Hughes is 100%, and I think that is going to be the make or break of Melbourne. Massively. And then even if he's not 100%, Jack White's running game will... Heard him massively. With your point with Kenny Bromwich, out of the uh, out of the three Storm players that are leaving to Redcliffe, he's probably the one that I, you know that upsets me because he's playing really really good footy. He's still got a lot of skill. He's got very skillful second role, but he still does the dirty work as well. So yeah, he's going to be a big loss. But um, so we've got Canberra winning that one, one at all, both of us. Beautiful. Uh, the, the last uh, second Saturday night game, sorry, that's at um, Cronulla out of Sharp Park, so they're allowing um, the, uh, what do you call it, the rural stadiums to have games there, which I think is awesome. But then I've heard the tickets are quite pricey, so I guess that's the, that's, that's the issue with having it at the smaller stadiums. So we've got the um, we've got two versus three, which is the uh, Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys. Very surprising. Not many people would have had these two in their top three at the start of the year. So Cronulla, uh, they read as Will Kennedy at fullback on the wings. Uh, Connor Tracy, Ronaldo, Munitalo in the centres, Jesse Ramian and Super Talakai is back. In the in the halves, Manny Moylan and Nico Hines. In the back row, Wade Graham, Britton Decora, Dale Fanukin, and in the front row, Rossi Hunt, Blake Braley, and Rudolph is back. And then on their bench, they got uh, Wilton, McInnes, Hamlin, Ueli, 
and big for feeder. For the Cowboys, they read as follows. At fullback, Scotty Drinkwater on the wings, uh, Maritz Olangi and Carl Feltz. In the centre, Peter Hicku and Valentine Holmes. In the halves, Chaddy Townsend and old mate, uh, no scrotum. I don't know if he's got a scrotum, but he's got, I, don't know what he's, I don't know what he's got anymore. Uh, Tommy Deedon. And then in the, their forward pack, Jason Tumalolo at uh, lock. In the second row, good, good second row pairing. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai. I was going to say BJ Leilua. Uh, Luciano Leilua. Jordan McLean, Robson and Ruben Cotter. On their bench, Sam, the Hammer. Tabuai Fido, Gilbert, Cohen Hess, and Graham Lee. So, who's your key player in this game for both sides? I think for the Cronulla Sharks, I'm going to go for Nico Hines. I think he's just going to explode. He's just going to explode. I can sense it. I've sensed it for a while. He's sort of getting there. He's playing some really good footy at the moment, but I truly think he's going to explode on the weekend. I think that he's going to prove to everyone that his side deserves to be in the finals, and I just think that he's going to be unreal for the Cronulla Sharks. He's really not going to take a backward step. He's just going to go all out for them. I also think, in terms of key players for Cronulla, I think Dale Finucan back in the lock forward role is going to be big. I know people wouldn't really go for that one, but I just feel like he's going to be massive for their forwards as well. So Dale Finucan for sure in the 13. And then for the Cowboys, Ribbon Cotter in the front row. I feel like he's been the best front rower. I wouldn't say the best front rower all season, but he's definitely been up there. Moving from dummy half to front row and doing really well there, I think that's massive. And I think it's going to really give the Cowboys a bit of bit of versatility in their front row as well and a, and a bit of X factor. Uh, and then I'm going to go for Chad Townsend. I feel like he's one of the more underrated players, if not the most underrated player currently in the NRL. Chad Townsend, he's a freak. Yeah, he's playing really, really well. In regards to Cronulla, I've got Dale. I just think he fixes up their defensive line. He'll give them that little bit of effort that they've probably have been lacking the first, well, the last five games they've played automated side, so they really haven't had to show up the defense. But I think his experience and his leadership I think he'll fix up the defensive line. And then on the Cowboys side, I'm going to go with the guy who just got paid, Scotty Drinkwater. I think how he wasn't starting in round one is beyond me. He's just he's a great ball player, very exciting player to watch. And then I'm going to move straight into where the game will be won. Both of these sides can score 50 points with their eyes closed, I think. I think it's just going to be a shootout. I don't... They're not very... Would you say they're good defensive teams? I would say that the Cowboys have definitely improved in defense over yeah. the past... 18 months, and so have, so have the Sharks. They've got the a Sharks, defensive yeah. coach as their head coach as well. So I think they're both yeah. very def- very good defensive teams. I just think whoever's going to be the better defensive side on the night will win this one. That, well, that's how I see it. I just think they both can shoot out of a cannon. they both got weapons everywhere. You've got Nanai on one side, you've got Leilu on one side, you've got Val on one side, Kyle Feld on the other side. Um, and then the Sharks, you've got weapons everywhere. Talakai, Rami, and they're both running centers. Uh, Mulatalo can essentially finish anything. And then you got Nico and the man, the man in the middle that's kind of pulling the strings. So I've got whoever de- just defends better. I think that's that's where it's going to be one for me. What about yourself? Look, I'm looking at Sharks. I'm looking Sharks at home and a sold-out stadium. It, it just fits the narrative for me. Sharks 13+. plus. I reckon they actually get a massive win over the Cowboys. I've sort of been 50-50 on the Cowboys over the past few weeks. They've had a bit... 50-50 performances, especially against South. Yeah. And then the other week against the Roosters as well, I thought they were a bit dodgy. Yeah. So, look, I'm 50-50 on the on the Cowboys at the moment. I just think that Cronulla, as I said, Nico Hines will explode. Uh, he's going to give a lot of ball out to his wingers and centers, and these guys are dangerous as they come. So, look, I think it's going to be Cronulla 13+. plus. I reckon they're going to have a massive game at home at a sold-out stadium. It just fits the narrative for me, especially having Will 
Kennedy back as well. It's going to be very, very good for them. We'll give them a lot of confidence in this one. He's, I think Will Kennedy is vital to Nico Hines' play. Just that last tap-on that he does on both sides. He play both sides is really good. What I want to mention is you mentioned Kenny Bromwich as an unsung hero. For Cronulla, as stacked as that backline is, I feel like Connor Tracy is very unsung. I think he's awesome. Mm. I think he's a great yeah, player. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that Connor Tracy definitely needs a bit more credit than he than he's getting at the moment because he's playing in the backs and he's a five eight. He's a five eight. He's pretty pretty much played the entire back line, including fullback, especially yep. at training. He's been training at fullback for uh, the Sharkies as well and playing on the wings and in the centres wherever they've really needed him. So yeah, definitely, yep. I think he deserves a lot of credit in this side as well. But again, we go back to unsung heroes, Dalfinukin as well. The impact that he's yep. had on this side in the forwards as well, defensively. Uh, not yep. just Craig Fitzgibbon as the defensive coach, but I think he's really come in and set some standards in the forward pack as well. And I think that's why the forward pack has been so good this season as well because of Dalfinukin and, and his sort of mentality at training. The guy that had to be told to stop training, he's an absolute freak. He's absolutely weapon, Dalfinukin. I think he's definitely an unsung hero in this side. For sure. Now I'm going to give a little shout-out to my little cousin, number 10, little, little Roycey Hunt. I was looking at going to the game and then I saw the prices and I was like, nah, sorry, mate. Not paying ninety dollars to go to Cronulla. So I've I've got Cronulla one to twelve. You've got Cronulla one to twelve as well. Yeah, look, one to twelve. You I could even push it. I could even push it and go to thirteen plus. To be honest, I reckon Cronulla are just gonna have a field day out there. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. The form they've been in, the amount of points they've been scoring as well. I know it's against one mate sides, but um, yeah, I've got the Sharkies in this one pretty comfortably. And then on Sunday, we've got the big one. This was one of my favourite games I've watched all year was last week. These two teams are against each other. So we've got the, um, we've got the Roosters against the Rabbitohs. Les has gone quiet because it's Les' side. Uh, we've got... Um, we'll run through the, um, run through the uh, Roosters lineup. We've got uh, our fullback, Dan Tedesco. On the wings, both wingers come back. Massive for the Roosters. Uh, Swali and Tupol in the centres. This is going to be their weak point, I think. Uh, Drew Hutchison and Paul Momorowski. In the halves, uh, Sammy Walker and Luke Keery. Uh, for their forward pack, Victor Radley is back. Angus Quieter and Nat Butcher. Uh, the front row, Taki Yahoo, Verrills and Jared Maria Hargraves. On their bench at the moment, they've got Connor Watson, Egan Butcher, Adam Kieran and Matty Lodge. I reckon Adam Kieran may be a late swap, but we'll go on to Souths. At fullback, Latrell Mitchell. On the wings, AJ, Alex Johnson, Tane Milne. In the centres, Tuss and Campbell Graham is back. In the halves, Ilias and Cody Walker. At 13, Cam Murray. Who would have thought of that six days ago? Uh, in the second row, Jai Arrow and one of my favourite players in the competition, Colin Matangi. And in the front row, Mark Nichols, the GOAT. Dummy Cook is back at Dummy. And I think he was South Player of the Year. Uh, Totola. Then on the bench, you got Cody Nikarima. I've uh, got Sele, Tommy Burgess, and Saliba Havili. And that is at Allianz Stadium, so... There's no real home advantage there for anyone. What do you got here, bro? Give it to me. Who's your who's your players to watch on both sides? Look, players to watch. First of all, you mentioned that Adam Kieran may be a late swap. I agree, mate. And I was saying this to my mates on the bus, actually. I think that Adam Kieran will be a late swap. I think that he'll come in for Drew Hutchison. Hutcher will go to the bench. And that's purely because he's been playing in that right centre spot for the North Sydney Bears over the past few weeks as well. So I think that Robbo sort of knew that Manu wasn't going to be 100%. So I think yep. Adam Kieran, first of all, will probably go into that right center spot. Oliver Gildart's on the in, on the reserves here as well in the number twenty. I could maybe see him come in for Paul Momorowski, but it'd be a real, real push. I don't think it will happen, 
but I think that the Roosters would be better off if it did happen. So if that was the swap to come, ahead, come about, I think it would be, give the Roosters a huge boost. Uh, where the game will be won with the current lineup, I think that with guys like Sam Walker and Luke Keery playing out of their skin at the moment in the halves, I think is where the game will be won. Uh, players to watch, obviously, Sam Walker and Luke Keery. I think Daniel Tupo, especially with those high bombs and those kicks that they put up for him in the corner, I think they're going to be going out wide a lot. But James Tedesco, James Tedesco is the guy to watch here because he absolutely tore us to shreds. I remember going to that game last week and I was just so disappointed because I think as soon as Cam Murray came off, I just feel like the defense went to went to garbage pretty, pretty much and, and Tedesco was taking advantage of that, running straight through the middle of us. Yeah, look, I think Tedesco is going to be a freak and I think that he's going to be the win or lose for the Roosters. And then talking about late swaps just before, I, just before we uh, t- talk any further, Sua Wong. Number 22, I think that he could be a chance of playing in this game. Whether he comes in for Watson or Egan or Lodge, I don't think he'll come in for Lodge, but I could see him coming into this side late. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I wouldn't mind. I can't, like I said, I can't. Out of the three uh, forwards in the bench, I would say they have they, they like Egan Butcher, for the sounds of things, and they like Matty Lodge, so mm. probably Connor Watson, maybe maybe they'd run out. But um, I know I like that. I like that a lot. And then I'd, I did notice the guild out there as well. That's huge. I, honestly, man, I, just for me, it sounds real mundane and real boring, but the player to watch on both sides is the number one for me. I thought Teddy had a field day last week, and then I thought, effort-wise, that was probably one of Latrell's best games ever. Uh, I just thought he, he just really tried his ass off. And there was, I think it was evident where he tried to make a tackle on someone, and then he had to run out and chase. I can't remember who the winger was. I think it was Kevin DeGuam, and he made a try same tackle there as well. So I've just got the fullbacks to watch. I don't know. I do like, I do like Campbell Graham on whoever he's against. I think he'll have the wood over whoever he's got, whether it's Kieran, whether it's Hutchinson, whether it's Wombrowski, because I think he's that good. But like you said, the wingers, you got AJ against Tupo, you know, they're just as good as each other. Tane Mill, he's a wrecking ball. If Swahili comes out and tries to hit him, he's not going to come off well. So I, I do like Tane Mill. I just like the matchups everywhere. I like Cam Murray against Radley. I, I love that. I think they're two of the better 13s. But um, so I know we're going to go to like how that you know where it's won. Where do I have a big one? Oh, I've got it similar to game one. So I've just got territory, early kicks, defend, 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 and then just try crack them and just grind it out. Because these two teams are great to watch, and I think they they match they match up with each other quite well. And we saw that obviously last week. It was, I think South lost by 10, but like it was it was close than what it was on the scoreboard. So I, that's how I've got it playing out. How do you got it playing out? Look, game where it's going to be won in the halves for me. I feel like Lockie Ilias, he needs to play out of his skin. Obviously, last week, I was a bit 50-50 on him, I guess. But I feel like he's going to have a big one in this one. He's really going to step up for me. I think that when the Trell Mitchell's on, Cody Walker's on. So I think that that's going to be big for them as well. Alex Johnson, get some ball out to him. I think that he'll be fantastic. But as, as you said, man, kicks, I think is going to be massive in this one. Kicking it deep, especially early, not on last tackle, but maybe on third or fourth. Just some deep kicks, get the territory, defend, defend, defend. And I think that's what is going to win this game. I think Jared is going to be massive. Jared and Tavita Totola, that's going to be a massive forward battle there. But uh, the lock forwards as well, Victor Radley and Cam Murray, two of the best ball-playing lock forwards in the middle there as well. So... Uh, that's going to be a big factor for this game. It's going to be tight. I reckon this is going to be one of the tighter games of the week for sure. It'll be the tightest, I, I think, anyway. I think 
I don't know. I can't split it, though. Okay, if we're going to pick a winner, I've gone Souths. I think Souths win this week. And I've said it all week. I think... What, okay, here's, here's what I, I tried to explain to a few mates. They were like, yeah, Manu's good, but Manu's replaceable. It's not the fact that Manu's replaceable. It's the fact that Souths don't have to game plan for two roamers now. All they need to do is watch out for Teddy. So instead of just watching Teddy, you had to watch where Manu was as well. Because he pops up on the left, he pops up in the middle, he pops up on the right. So I think because they've taken that third away and it's literally just Teddy, I've, I've got Souths winning this one. And I'm going to say, well, less than six points. But I, I do like Souths this week. Yeah. I want to tip South, but I look at Tedesco, I look at Suwali'i, I look at Victor Radley. Oh, I just don't know. I think Angus Crichton as well was massive for the Roosters last week, yeah. getting him yeah. early ball and just letting him destroy people. Yeah, look, I want to tip South. I am going to tip South because they're my team. I'm going to go for South. I'm going to, I just think that Latrol, he needs to redeem himself after last week. I know he got burned by the fans and that was pretty not yeah. on, but... I think he needs to have a big game in this one. And I feel like with the pressure, that he loves a bit of pressure. He loves a bit of pressure, Latrell Mitchell. I think that with the pressure of last week, I think that he's really going to take advantage of that and he's really going to play out of his skin. And I think that he could win just the game. It really could. I hope that it does. Tane Mill, I love him. I love his personality. I love it when he hits blokes and then stands over them, gives them a bit of a smile. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. That's what I mean. If, If he's running onto a long ball, and Swaley tries to hit him, I think young Joseph is going to come off second best. I know it's hard to tip against the Roosters. I know that they're just such a professional team. But it's something about like playing in the last round and then you beating that team and then you play the first round and it's something about like you getting it back on them. Like with you, I think Latrell yeah. loves the pressure. Ever since he's come back from America, I think he's been amazing. He's been awesome. He's mm. not lacking confidence. He looks like he's comfortable in his body. So I'm, yeah, I'm going south. So I think if we were to wrap that up, I've got... Game one, you've got Penrith. I've got Para. Uh, yeah, game I've got two, Penrith. Game two, we're both going Canberra in the semi-upset, yep. I guess. Sharkies, we've got Sharkies, and then we've both got South. Any any final words on any of those games? Anything that kind of will stick out Look, to you? I th- I'm spewing, in terms of Cronulla, I'm spewing that Lockie Miller wasn't in the 14 jersey this week. I think he deserved it. After playing out of yeah. his skin over the past few weeks, I think he deserved to be there. I think he deserved to be in the side. How yeah, good is that kid? I feel like he's, he's a, you remember when he, you remember when I uh, was it Slater or Hughes? Anyway, when Pappenhausen came on and he was fourteen for whatever amount of weeks, and then they gave him a crack at fullback and he, he hasn't looked back obviously. Lockie Miller reminds me of that, but he's just not getting as many cracks as Pappenhausen did, which is really strange because he's mm. he's electric, he's awesome. Who was that other young kid who played fullback? Debuted a couple of weeks ago. The dad played for the Sharks as well. So he's just as oh, good as um, well. Kate Dykes, Dykes? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a freak too. So it's like... Yeah. But yeah, yeah, go Look, on. Look, I see Miller leaving, to be honest. I, I see Miller leaving. I reckon he'll go Dolphins. I think that it's it's different in the sense that Billy Slater obviously was on the cusp of retirement where you've got a Will Kennedy who's, I think, 23, 24. I want to say that uh, as respectfully yep. as I can. I think it's about <laughs> 23, 24. I think that Lockie Miller is going to leave. I reckon he'll go Dolphins because I think you could do much worse than Lockie Miller at fullback. So, yeah. I think if he doesn't get a crack over the next few years, he'll go. I don't blame him, really. He's a talent. You mean he's come from... He came from rugby, sevens. He's come over from rugby. Yep. And he's obviously wanted to give it a crack and, you know, playing Newtown or whatever it is, New South Wales Cup isn't going to do it for you. So, two things I want to bring up with you. I just want to see your opinion on it. What's your, what's your opinion on the Taylor May suspension? Look, I think that 
he should have probably been suspended this season. It happened at, at last year in the grand final. It happened last year, and they only pulled it up now. So, yeah, I feel like they should have done the suspension uh, as soon as possible. Or, to be honest, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I, I feel like I get what the NRL is doing in the sense that they want him to stay in the finals. But I think that, to be honest, fans wouldn't really mind if Talon May sat out for two weeks and... You know, Charlie Staines came in for two weeks because I think they're bound to get in the grand final anyway. Also, $1,000 fines. These guys are earning what? Like, I think Talon May would be on at least 300k a season. I mean, 1k out of 300k isn't really that much. So, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's not, not a good go from the NRL. It looks bad on the NRL for me. I think that Talon May should have probably been suspended at the end of this season, probably missed out on a bit of finals. I think it's different... Obviously, when you look at Paddy Carrot, the Paddy Carrigan in- incident when he did the hip drop tackle, got four weeks for that. You got Talon May, who's assaulted someone, and he's only getting two weeks. So, yeah, it looks weird. It looks you're really s- weird on the NRL. You're speaking truth, my friend. This is what I've been preaching all week. I just, I don't understand how someone can get found guilty in a court system in New South Wales, and then Randy says like, "No, we need him for the finals." He's a winger, first of all, and he's probably out of the. How many teams have Eight teams, 16 wingers. He's probably in the, in the last six wingers that you want to watch, really. So it's like he's not really missing anything if he plays, or if he doesn't play, sorry. But no, I, I'm just, I'm very confused by it all. I don't think, I don't think it's really well thought out. And I think it, it doesn't help the Penrith stigma that they're protected. You know, I think that stigma's kind of going around now, and it definitely doesn't help that. But yeah, no, I'm not a fan of it, so I'm, I'm glad you suggested it. Um, I'll have one yeah. more question for you before we move on. When is Cam Munster? What happens if Cam Munster does he go? Does he stay? Look, it's. I don't think that he's going to want to take a pay cut. I really don't. I think that he's probably going to want to go to a Dolphins where he can get obviously more than a million. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. It really is. There's obviously the Craig relationship. I actually think it's going to really be determined by one, how long the contract is, and two, if Craig Bellamy's around for that whole contract or only part of it. I think that. That's going to be a big factor, I guess, in signing that contract. West Tigers obviously sent him a contract. I don't think he's going to take that. I think the West Tigers, no offense, is probably one of the last places he would really want to go right now, especially with the rebuild phase that they're in. It's, it'd be really tough for a Cameron Munster to really fit in there, especially they've got a halves debacle at the moment. Jackson Hastings, Adam Dewey, Luke Brooks, Cameron Munster... He is going to start, but he's also going to ruin the chances of a Adam Dewey or a Luke Brooks being in that side. So I just think it wouldn't be fair on them either. For me, it's Dolphins. I think I've said it from day dot. As soon as we heard that Cameron Munster, there was a possibility of him going there. I think that's where he's going to go because I just don't think they can afford him over there in Melbourne. Breaks my heart, Liz. It's broken my heart, my friend. Um, I think I can definitely see where Melbourne are looking in regards to backup if he's not there. They're obviously trying to shape Meany into a 5-8 and play on the left side. It's not the worst idea. Look, Meany plays really hard. And that's something I've really noticed this year. He plays hard, close to the final whistle. So it's not the worst outcome, but it's Munster, right? He's a top three player in the competition. So it would hurt, but um, oh, you've broken my heart now, Liz, mate. <laughs> Call it quits there, mate. So that's week one. Should be a good week. I think, what, what do you predict is going to be the game of the week? Just one. The last For one? me, I think it's tomorrow night, mate. I think tomorrow night's oh, going to be massive. I think it's going to be definitely the game of the week because it's probably going to be the closest one and it's going to be the most interesting. Yep, Battle of the West. And then, um, oh, I've got the Battle of the East. I think that's going to be, 
I can't wait for that game to be on clearing the schedule. I just I don't know if I like it at four o'clock, you know what I mean? Kind of takes away from the yeah. night, you know, the spectacle of the night and stuff like that. So I wasn't a fan of that, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, so I asked Les to um, come up with his team of the year, and I was going to do the same as well. So we had to pick, obviously, 1 to 13, um, based on form this year and based on our own opinions. So Les, I want to get you to do your team 1 to 13, explain it how you want to explain it, justify how you want to justify it. And then when I publish this, I want to ask people for their 13s as well. So give me your uh, 1 to 13, bro, and why? Look, so my fullback is James Tedesco. I feel like he has been an absolute weapon this season. I think there's no arguing that he's definitely there uh, in, in the fullback jersey. I don't think we could have really picked anyone else. He's just been sensational for the Roosters this season. And to do what he's done over the past two years, sensational. Great captain as well. Great leader in that side. I got AJ on one wing. I think Alex Johnston, leading try scorer. I couldn't really leave him out of this one. Uh, and Murray Talangi, maybe it might be unorthodox. Could have gone for Ronaldo Molotalo. But I think Murray Talangi, to get from where he was to where he is now, I think is fantastic. So uh, Murray Talangi, definitely there for me in the number five. CSC for Talakai from the Cronulla Sharks. I got him in one center. I think that he's been great. And I know he hasn't really had the best few games after origin but the consistency's always been there running for at least 150 to 200 meters a game i think he's a freak i've got joey mine in the other center spot sorry i couldn't leave him out he's a freak absolute legend i think that he's a shoe-in now this is where i don't know this is a bit unorthodox here my number six jersey but i got tommy dearden i got tommy dearden in there in the number six i think that he has improved so much so much over the past six months to be a reserve-grade player from Brisbane to be in a top-four side at the Cowboys, I think, is just huge. I've got yeah, Nico Matthew. Hines in the number seven. I think Nico Hines has been the best halfback this year. I think Nathan Cleary would have been a bit stereotypical, so I've gone with Nico Hines. I've got Tarpany and Tavita Totola in the front row. Tavita Totola, best front rower all year, and then Joseph Tarpany just close second. Um, Harry Grant is at nine. You'll be happy with this one because it's a Melbourne guy, but Harry Grant... I've got him in there in the number nine jersey. I think out of the nines, it was a pretty hard decision, sort of. But I think that Harry Grant has been the best. Isaiah Papali'i and Jeremiah Nanai in the back row. Jeremiah Nanai, absolute weapon. Great young gun. I think he's had one of the best years uh, a rookie could probably have in the back row. And then Isaiah Papali'i to get from me where he was at the Warriors to not even starting and being in reserve grade to uh, starting for Parramatta and being one of their key guys. Uh, I think that that's amazing. So definitely in my team of the year. Cam Murray at lock. Would have gone with Isaiah Yo, but I think Cameron Murray's just been that touch better. Uh, and then the bench, I've got Ben Hunt. And the number 14, I think that he's been great. Probably second best there in the halfback jersey. Cameron Munster, I thought I think you probably were wondering where he was in, in this side, but I've got Cameron Munster in here on the bench. I feel like Tom Dearden was just that touch better, especially with circumstances. I think that, uh, obviously, Tom Dearden, uh, he's been sensational for the Cowboys. Uh, Nelson for solomona I think third best front rower all year. I think he was amazing. I've got Sean Lane in the number 17 jersey. I've got an 18th and 19th man because I am very picky. So my 18th man is Isaiah Yo. I couldn't leave him out picking Cameron Murray in this side and then Dylan Edwards for uh, for Penrith. I think he's been the second best fullback. Just been amazing uh, for the Penrith Panthers. Beautiful. I like that and I like the justification. I would say reasonably similar side. So um, at fullback, I've got James Tedesco. You said it all. On the wing, 
uh, with AJ top try scorer does it all himself um, and then the other wing I've gone the young gun I've gone Swali I did have him bracketed with Ronaldo or who do I have Ronaldo Swali or Salangi and then in centres I've got um, his centre partner Joey Manu can't leave him out and then I've got Val Holmes. I thought Val Holmes was awesome this year. He seems like he's been trying to find his position for a while. Um, didn't want to play in the wing, wanted to play fullback. Wasn't a fullback. But I think he's a really, really good centre. At six, I've got Dylan Brown. Um, I think he's had a really good year. He's really stepped it up. His left foot step on the left side is is, uh, is vital. And then at seven, I've got Nico Hines as well. Been the best halfback all year. Yeah, again, if Cleary was playing off, Hughes was playing a full year. They challenge him, but uh, no, Nico Hines for me. Our prop, I've gone James Fisher-Harris. Um, I just I just like what he does for that side. And I've got Joseph Tarpany. I think Joseph Tarpany's been the best prop all year. At nine, I, I did tell you it's a bit of a, woo, a bit of a weird pick, but I've gone um, I've gone Brayley, oh, Blakey from the Sharks. Um, I think he's been awesome. I think he's got the nicest pass from dummy half for sure. And I just think he does a lot of the small work that um, people kind of fall asleep on, so I've got Brady from the Sharkies. Um, second row, I've got the same second row as you, Jeremiah Nanai and Isaiah Papali'i, and I've got Cam Murray at the back. So I've only picked four benches, Ben Hunt at 14. Uh, there is a there is a, uh, a listener question that I want to ask you later in regards to Ben Hunt, but I've got Ben Hunt at 14. At 15, I've got Tino. I think Tino played really, really well. Um, his first year as captain at the Titans, and I think he led really, really well. And I've got Junior Totola, um, unsung hero of that pack, um, obviously, he's crowded with people like Jai Arrow, Kalamatangi, Cam Murray, but I think Junior Totola is the unsung hero. And I've got Shawnee Lane. So I was going to start with Sean Lane and Ozzy Papali'i, but I've given Sean Lane a bench spot. Um, he's been massive, pun intended, because he's been like seven foot. But um, yeah, I've got Shawnee Lane as well. So very similar. Um, but I do, you know, again, again, I do like just with Casey Murray Tarlangi could go on anyone's team this year. He's been awesome. Um, Tommy Dearden, I like Tommy Dearden as well. I don't think he likes himself at the mm. moment, but he's he's going right. Harry Grant is you could have picked him. I could have picked mm. him to be a homer, but I didn't. Yeah, no, no, that's our that's our team of the year. I did have there was there was one listener question. It's from a, a mate of mine. Um, he's a real he's a very passionate Sharkies fan, and I want to ask you directly: How can Ben Hunt be given the Dowling M when he's led his team to mediocrity? How would you answer that, Liz? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like out of all, all everything that's happened at the Dragons this year, last year, however you want to look at it, everything that's happened there over the past twelve months, he's been the shining light. He's always won them games. He's always been there to lift them up out of dark moments. I feel like Ben Hunt is just that main guy. I feel like. This year, particularly, when the Dragons have gone well, it's been off the back of Ben Hunt. You look at the game a few weeks ago, the second game against Canberra. He kicked and leafed two 40-20s in that game. His kicking game was phenomenal. I think he kicked for just over 600 metres. Um, his running game as well. He's just improved so much as a player. Personally, I think he's a better nine than he is a seven. I think most people do agree. Um, but... Yeah, look, I think he's been sensational and definitely their shining light, and it shows the experience of him as well. Yeah, I, I think he definitely deserves the Dally M. I personally would go Tedesco. I think Tedesco's had the better year, but Ben Hunt, he's definitely up there for me. Definitely, he's he's an absolute freak, an absolute freak. Um, and just with Origin as well, I feel like his Origin series was 
really, really solid. I feel like, and this is a bit of a controversial one, but I feel like he should have got man of the series there. I feel like he was robbed of man of the series. Um, but, geez, he had a really, really good game. A really, really good three games. And um, just all season, he's been super consistent as well. So I think that Ben Hunt, he definitely deserves the Dally M. I think he'll just miss it to Tedesco, but I think he definitely deserves it for the work he's put in over the past 18 months. Okay, I like that. Um, and I do, there's another question I've got uh, from another good mate. Para lost to Penrith semis last year by two with no special hooker. Are they more, this guy's Jordan, mate. What school did you go to? Seriously, bro, you can't even put a sentence together. Okay, are they more of a threat this year, being close to 100% healthy, and that they have a specialist hooker ready to play? How far can Para go? Yeah, that's it. So are they more of a threat this year than last year? And how far can they go this year? In your opinion. Yes, I think that they are a threat. I think what lets them down is their consistency. I feel like they're a side that can go on a really good stretch and all of a sudden uh, be super inconsistent. So, look, I think that if consistency goes their way, if they win against Penrith, I think they can go as far as to win the comp. I think if they beat Penrith tomorrow night, then they can definitely go as far as to win the comp. But, look... Yeah, as I said, it's the consistency thing. I think the specialist dummy half will help. Reid Marnie's sensational, and his kicking game at a dummy half is amazing as well. So I think that it will help them. I think they can go as far as a, to a JF with Penrith, because I did the ladder predictor. Don't even ask. I've, I've checked all this stuff out. Um, but I just feel like that if they keep their consistency in order... If Mitch Moses has a really good next few weeks, Dill Brown as well, playing good footy, Clint Gutherson, the spine all works together, they're going to probably win the comp. I, I think, as I agree with you, with what you said earlier, if they don't win it this year, I don't think they'll be able to win it for the next few years. So I feel like that in itself is going to be a big driving factor uh, for them yeah. to win the comp. Yeah, enough to push them to do it. 2014, like I was saying to myself, they lose... Sam Burgess that year, I was like, they don't win it this year, they're... and they were playing like, what year did, the Doggies came like eighth that year, didn't they? And they, they made it to the grand final. Mm. And I was like, yeah. that, that, they had, that was like everything was ripped for them to win it. Um, okay, well, as I've taken enough, enough of your time up. But like I said, I'm going to do, every every guest that comes on, I do a trivia of uh, 17 questions. So I don't know if you're familiar with Stephen Colbert. He's a uh, TV host in, in the States. He does, it's called the uh, Colbert questionnaire um he does 17 questions that scientifically proven that by the time you finish the the 17 questions you'll know that person like a book like a book front to back okay so whatever comes whatever comes to mind just just hit me with the answer all right ready yep what is the best sandwich the best sandwich for me i think would have to be i like a good peanut butter peanut butter and jay mate peanut butter jelly PPJ. What's one thing you own that you really should throw out? One thing I should... Uh, probably my PS4. Oh, yeah. Get rid of that, mate. <laughs> uh, what is the uh, scariest animal? Scariest think? animal, I think, personally, would be... Jesus Christ. Um, for me, it's an emu, mate. Emu's a freaking freaky, man. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, apples or oranges? Uh, apples. Have you ever asked someone for the autograph? If so, who? Uh, Ryan Madison. Okay. Uh, what do you think happens when we die? Uh, <laughs> that's a rough one. Um, I, 
I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully there's a heaven out there. Hopefully there's a better place out there. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Favourite action movie? Die Hard. Oh, that's been a common one. Yeah. Uh, Favourite smell? Favourite smell? I don't know. Jesus. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting this for my seven, eight questions. I don't know. I like the smell of paper. You know, like like a really good like piece of paper. Like a, like a fresh, like a fresh paper. Yeah. Like a new ream of paper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with that. Um, least favourite smell? Least favourite smell? Yeah, I have to say my nan's farts. <laughs> um, cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Window or aisle? Window. Sparkling or still water? I, I do like my sparkling. You're, bro, you're the first person who said that on this, this whole thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, sparkling? Who's in sparkling water? Um, most used app on your phone? Snapchat. Really? Yeah, Snapchat. I was going to say, and why is it Tinder? Uh, you, get one, <laughs> you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life, what is it? Hypnotize Biggie. Oh, man. Uh, what, what's the first number that comes to mind? And first number seven. And describe the rest of your life in five words. It should be all right, mate. Beautiful, Les, my man. Thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you. If we um, if you're free next week, we'll do week two, and then we'll do week three, and we'll just roll on from there. But it's only if you're free. I love it. Love it. The sound of it, mate. It should be, and I can't wait for it. Beautiful. Thank you, Bella. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to The Wheel Podcast. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe to listen to more of the only Western Sydney-based sporting podcast.